0: It's loud, it's obnoxious, but it's relevant. It's Dr. CarCast with your host, Dan Lacey. Uh, Welcome back to Dr. CarCast, I'm your host, Dan Lacey. Today we're going to talk about driving with a purpose. That is getting behind the wheel of the car and driving somewhere, doing something that you've got to be doing, getting to a meeting, going shopping, seeing friends, sightseeing, I don't care, but you are doing so with a purpose. This came about because there's some things going on in Oregon that I have mentioned before in prior episodes, whether it's the news or the uh, articles that we do. But there is a thing called tolling that is tolling vehicles on the highway that is being proposed and pushed forward in Oregon. Now, for most of you out there in this nation, you know exactly what I'm talking about. One of the issues with getting off an airplane in a city that you don't know is you might be slapped in the face at the rental car counter with this question of, do you want a toll tag or do you want us to bill you later? Now, those were kind of the earlier days that I remember. And I'd shake my head and say, well, I'll just go around it. There were some cities that it was very difficult to go around a toll. For one of those uh, was San Francisco going across the Golden Gate Bridge. You had to pay it. It was electronic. You had no other means except they were going to send you in the mail a bill. And the complexities of that were such that if you got a bill in the mail, it came from the rental car company who had gotten the bill from the toll company that was collecting. So your $6 toll, if I'm not mistaken, became $15 because the rental car company put a surcharge on it. Although, if you had gotten the toll tag from the rental car company, you still would have paid that much because they charge you for the toll tag to have it in the car. Uh, trust me, I know, because this happened to me numerous times when I was in San Francisco going to Sears Point. And you'd go across the bridge and you end up getting a bill down the road. I'll never forget the year I had to go across the bridge three times uh, in order to pick up people at the airport that were late or delayed or whatever the case might be. All that to say, we want to note that Tolls are coming to Oregon, and so there's this mindset, there's this thought process that's coming about that says, how do I avoid spending so much money if in fact tolls are implemented on the highways? And it got me to thinking about some things I talked about before in prior episodes, a radio show that I did, and it is this. There are ways to get to your destination by being purposeful, being timely, and being safe. And I wanna talk a little bit about those today in this episode. First talk about purpose. The purpose is I'm going on the road and I'm going to do something and I'm going to do specifically that and the next thing and the next thing. So when I leave my house, well, visualize it this way. You're on Amazon shopping and you decide that I want to buy cookies. So you go to your favorite cookie store on Amazon and you buy cookies and you have them sent to your house. And five minutes later, you go, oh, I forgot to order this. And you get back on Amazon and you order this. And you hit send and and it goes on. And you come back and an hour later, you think, oh, I forgot about this and that. and So you start adding up all these things. And you're making these various trips around Amazon in order to get product to you. Now, I realize I just have encouraged you to shop online as opposed to going to your retailer in the area, which I like to go to the brick and mortar. I like to touch and feel the thing I'm going to buy or see if it's going to be the actual product. But there are times I go to Amazon. My point in all this is if you make a list of those things that you need to get and write them down, then when you leave the house and go down the road in your vehicle to buy something, you are doing multiple trips all at the same time, thereby limiting your gas that you use, limiting the time that you are on the road. And if you are in a state or an area that has tolling and you can't avoid it, you are paying a minimum toll as opposed to a more exorbitant amount of toll by making multiple trips at multiple times to get your things. For me, that's a grocery list and I mean literally going to the grocery store to get things, I want to make sure the list is complete, that I haven't forgotten anything. So the list gets started a couple of days before my trip happens because I wanna make sure that I get everything I need all at the same time. And by doing so, I'm much wiser with my time and I'm not wasting it with making multiple trips. There's also this, I can possibly go to a different store than I would normally go to that's less expensive And I can justify that trip because I'm saving much more money with all the things I'm buying. Okay, so you make your list. That's the first thing. You stay off the road as much as possible and you take your trip and maximize its benefit. In Oregon, with the tolling proposed, if I made multiple trips and I had to go up and down the highway, I could be paying a whole lot more money for multiple trips instead of a trip and more gas and more time. So purpose, get your list going, drive with a purpose. Now, this also kind of got exacerbated in my mind because today I made a trip to the store to buy a list of things. And the driver in front of me refused to go when they could have turned right, literally waited till the light on the other direction turned green and then started pulling out while other cars were going by and then wedged herself in between cars. Instead of the 30 seconds, one minute literally beforehand, she could have gone with no encumbrance whatsoever from any other traffic. The next light, she did the same thing. And I decided to, in my demeanor of poise, accuracy, a bit of anger, and frustration, uh, accelerate past her and look over and notice that she was texting. She was not driving with purpose. The purpose in this case is to drive the car. And I've preached about this and you've heard about this. And insurance companies will tell you till they're blue in the face. But it doesn't matter because people will kill themselves by texting and driving every single year. In this case, she just wasn't going, which uh, can be very... Beneficial to her, maybe, because she answers the texts. For the people behind, not so much. Frustration. You maybe get rear-ended because the light's green and somebody's not going in front of you and the idiot behind you's not paying attention. Um, Seen that happen before. So purpose. Get in your car. Drive with purpose. Take your phone and put it in the glove box because that way you know where it is when somebody else does a stupid maneuver and you need to go for it in an emergency. It's not flying all over the car. Now let's talk about being efficient. That is timely. If you drive in a manner which gets you to a destination and then is succinctly in line with the next destination, you can do so in a very efficient manner by having one stop after the next stop after the next stop in an order which doesn't allow you or necessitate you navigating all over the place. As a for instance, I can go across the freeway from my location in my neighborhood in Walton, Oregon, and I can go to the sporting goods store. I make a right into that store, and I park in the parking lot. I step inside, and I get my stuff, and I throw it in the car, and then I take off and go down the road. As I go down the road, I then go to the bank. I can pull in, make a right-hand turn, Drive into the driveway, get out, do my banking business, come out and leave. And then if I want to, there's a a Staples in the parking lot. There's a post office nearby. There's even a Starbucks if I want to go there. And I can get those stops done. And then I can get back in my car and I can move on down the road. Oh, down the road, continuing away from my house, I have now hit the UPS store. I make a right to go down that street, go to the UPS store drop off my stuff, come back out, get on the highway again, and move further away from my home to my next destination. I'm constantly moving away from my home. No, I'm not leaving. I'm just doing my destinations from one side of the road all the way to the end point of where I need to go. Did you notice what I said? All the way down the road to the end point and I'm making those decisions to make right-hand turns into parking lots or into places I have to go to instead of left-hand turns. So efficiency starts to play into safety as well. Now, I didn't state this before, I'll state this now, but when I drop off my stuff at the, uh, at the post office, I've just maybe left the bank. Well, where am I putting that stash of cash that maybe I grabbed? What's in my wallet? Or did I leave it on the front seat of the car? Make sure that when you leave the last location you were at, that if you have to move the merchandise that you possibly picked up, in other words, you went to the sporting goods store, you bought some sleeping bags, you threw them in the back seat, and now you're at the bank and you're gonna be in there for a while, you don't necessarily want your new gear being seen. So it should be in the trunk. But you don't put it in the trunk at the destination you just stopped at. You put it in the trunk when you left the destination you were at. You buy the stuff, you throw in the trunk, and then you move forward. It was one of my pet peeves that I've had with my, my wife and girls over the years is that they would leave a purse in the car with them. And then when they get to their destination, wherever it may be, and however long they might be at that location, they get out open the trunk, throw their purse inside, and then leave the car. Well, don't call me a worry wart. Yeah, I grew up around a bunch of women, and quite frankly, I was looking after their safety. And I told them, don't ever do that. If you're gonna put your purse in the car, do it when you leave the house, do it first and foremost, so that when you get there, nobody's seeing you put the purse in the trunk. Nobody's seeing you, when you get to your destination, putting your gear that you bought at the sporting goods store in the trunk. It's a safety thing. That's a side note, okay? It has nothing to do with driving. It just has to do with common sense and safety. But we're talking about being efficient here. When you make those right-hand turns to go into the establishments you're trying to frequent, when you come out of that establishment, you're also making a right-hand turn back into the the traffic lanes that you were just traveling on. So let's say you're going eastbound, you make a right-hand turn, you go to that sporting goods store, you come out, you're gonna continue eastbound and your next destination is a right-hand turn. What does it avoid you from doing? It avoids you first from sitting at a light waiting for it to turn green and or waiting for traffic to go by so you can make a left-hand turn. So that's the first thing. The second thing on the safe side is what? It's keeping you out of harm's way. When you have to turn in front of somebody coming at you, you increase the opportunity for an accident by a percentage I don't have. I can't lie to you about it, I'm not going to, but it's exponential as opposed to making a right-hand turn with traffic. And even if you were to get hit, if you are moving in the direction of traffic and you get rear-ended, it's going to be less of an impact than if you were to be hit head-on. I have actually been in a head-on accident now that I think about it. I was at fault. I paid attention to somebody's turn signal, which should not have been on. I'd led them, meaning that I was allowing them to make that turn at the same time make my turn. They didn't turn. My fault. My bad. And it was a low impact, low speed deal. And it, it was my fault because I wasn't paying attention. But I put myself in harm's way because at that point I was not making a right hand turn where I wanted to go. I was making a left hand turn. Now, I get it. We can't always do that. And when you get to your end destination, the last point or place you have to go may be a left-hand turn to get into it. That's completely understandable. And or the other thing is, you might say, hey, Dan, my next stop, my last stop is going to be at the grocery store. And it happens to be on the right-hand side turn of things, but I don't want all my fresh food and cold food to get warm while it's sitting in the car and I'm making all these other errands. Along the way, so I'm going to wait until I get back home, make that left-hand turn to go into the grocery store and get my stuff. I get that, but what I'm trying to focus on here and to have you see is that right-hand turns is much safer than making a left-hand turn. I, I was uh, years ago in Virginia, coming back through the uh, through the mountains, and beautiful beautiful area. And as I was, I was traveling with two other people in my car. One was a race car driver at the time. I was a staff guy at that point. And he asked, he said, uh, hey, do you know what to do here and here? Now, I had driven probably 99% of my time in locales where there were either four-way stops or traffic signals. But we came upon a situation where it was a two-way stop. There was a, not a major highway, just a two-lane highway going across our road. And I had a stop sign in my opposing Traffic had a stop sign as well. And it was kind of a blind area. You couldn't really see around the corner. And so I took my looks and back and forth and I got out and moved across. And I did so in a timely manner so that I wasn't hanging around the intersection. You don't want to be going slowly where you cannot see clearly. At that point, I get this kind of rebuttal from the back seat where he's sitting and he says, You know, you did that wrong. And I said, Okay, what should I have done differently? Now, Here's, here's the, the, uh, the angst in me about what he said, because he's a guy that taught not defensive driving, but driving uh, skill sets that basically taught people on the street how to be more aware of their surroundings. And I appreciate that, very much so. But instead of offering me the clear explanation as to what I should have done, which would have been much more effective... He wanted to badger me about, well, you should be taking my performance driving school and and understanding what's going on, and you should know these things. It's like, you know what? (laughs) I I, I couldn't drive and at the same time crawl over the back seat and hammer the guy. I was a little upset with him. It's just like, don't play games with me about your business. Don't play games with me about I got to do this and do that before I get the answer. Tell me what it is I need to know. And finally, I got it out of him and... He told me, roll down your windows. I said, okay, why? he says, because you can hear the traffic. And sure enough, it's a very logical thought. I hadn't thought about it before. I hadn't been in that situation very much before, but it's a very logical thing to do in order to hear the traffic coming at you if you cannot see it. Now, that doesn't matter if it's an EV, by the way, or a gas powered vehicle, you can hear the tires on the road. It will keep you safer knowing if there's something or someone approaching in a vehicle. My point in this is I don't want you to be void and not have skill sets that I know I have and possess, and I use daily, and I save time, and I save money, and I'm safer because of these things that I do. And when my family does it, they too are efficient, they're safer, and they're saving money. So if you focus on those things, even during this holiday time, I guarantee you, you will save a lot. I uh, I, I kind of pride myself in this. Years ago, when I was working from home all the time, I ran my errands. And I would tell the family, hey, I'll be back in a little bit. I'm going to run my errands. And when I get back, you know, we'll be doing this, this, and this. Well, how long will you be? I said, I don't know, half hour. you am going to do all that in a half hour. And I'd, I'd come back and I'd come back in 20 minutes or so. I got everything done. And they were just amazed at how I did it. And it constantly put it in their head. If you do it, making right-hand turns, you do it by going to your furthest point and then turn around and come back and continue to make your right-hand turns, you will be much more efficient and you will be safer. And you know, it's something I do in this podcast, and that is to bring you a little bit of extra stuff at the very end called the glove box. And I'm reading from the book, and this book specifically in this book is Romans chapter 12, verse 9. It says, Let love be without hypocrisy. That is completely sincere. Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Love and do it with complete sincerity. Don't cling to evil, but cling to good. And in these dialogues I have with you, in these conversations I have with our guests that come on the show, I hope that you understand we are doing these things for the purpose of showing love for you. And I mean that I I truly love people and I truly love to be able to instill in people the gifts of being able to drive and drive well. Am I good at it? Uh, Yeah, I am. Am I perfect? No way. Are there friends of mine that are much better than I am? Well, they say they are. (laughs) It's because I love you. It's because I, with complete sincerity, want to show you love and show you the best way you can do things. I'm not going to sit here and tell you to roll up your windows and just floor it through a stop sign and hope and pray you're going to make it. I'm not going to cling to that evil thought. I'm going to cling to what's good and I'm going to share that with you because that's what the book says. It's in my glove box and that's what the book that's in your glove box should say as well. I'm Dan Lacey, your host here on Dr. Carcass, and we will be back soon. You can find Dr. CarCast on Amazon, Spotify, and Google. Also at drcarcast.com. That's D-R-CarCast.com. This has been a production of Dr. CarCast. Some of the products and services mentioned may or may not be connected with the show. And any ideas or opinions are for educational and entertainment purposes and belong to Dr. CarCast.